Welcome back to the pursuit of serotonin. You're with me, Mumba. So, I'd, li- I'd first like to start by thanking everyone that listened to episode one, everyone that shared, everyone that subscribed. It really meant a lot to me. I'd like to thank everyone that even DM'd me because I know it took a lot of guts probably to open up, but it was nice to hear that people could relate. So, in episode two, I would like to say that I am switching things up a bit. I'm having crossover episodes where other people take over my podcast. Just one episode. And okay, it's really one episode because today's episode will be divided into two. Because it's 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 that deep. <laughs> There's so much to say. So on today's episode, the guys that are taking over like are probably the top football fans that I know. I don't think I can come up with other names because they really love the sport. And it was fun listening to them, you know, talk about it. I don't watch soccer, but you can imagine I still enjoyed it. That's how funny they are. So I hope you guys also enjoy the episode. Don't forget to share it. And I think anyone can listen to it. It's not only for guys, even girls, people who watch soccer. If you don't watch soccer, it's too nice. It's just too fun. So, episode two's takeover is going to be by Musea, Chisanga, and Musonda. They'll be talking about the Bundesliga. I don't know if I pronounced that right. I hope I did. If I didn't, I'm really sorry. <laughs> but yeah, they'll be giving their opinions and their predictions and just their knowledge about the teams and the players. I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Leave a comment, a review, a like. DM me. DM them. I probably leave their details somewhere. I don't know. Enjoy. I think uh, we should just play rock paper scissors. <laughs> We're going to shout. <laughs> okay, at the count of three, then we all shout what we're going to shout in. One, two, three. Scissors. <laughs> All I know is that I did someone who said paper. I heard someone say paper. No one said paper here. what's up listeners welcome to the pursuit of serotonin uh today's episode is a little different from the first one um like mumba has said she would like the podcast to stretch across different topics so today i'm joined by musonda Musonda, you can say hi (laughs) Yeah. Hey. There. How are you doing? I'm good, my G. <laughs> yeah. So, the three of us are going to talk a little bit about some, some, some football. So, yeah. Obviously, we all know the Bundesliga. How come I don't get an introduction, guys? Why, what sort of unfairness is this? Uh, you didn't give him consent. What introduction do you want? <laughs> I sound intrigued. Guys, this is my debut pod. I want my debut to be as glorious as... I don't know. What's the best debut guys have seen? I don't know. What, one of the best debuts ever. I would say Nicolas Pepe's debut against Liverpool. That, that, that was me, was one of the best I've seen. That was a terrible debut, my dude. What? You sent Van Dijk for a donut. You sent Robertson to the cleaners. I, I think all these all playing for a football series. Oh, I was going to say my... 
Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, my, my, yeah, yeah, that was, uh, that was solid. Yeah. That it's just that uh, anyway, yeah. All right, so lad, I'm the Masia of the podcast. Uh huh, Yeah, as we know, the Bundesliga is coming back next weekend, May the 16th, and we're excited. We've missed some football, so yeah, we'll talk about it. So, lads, we guess we can start from how we got here in the first place, how Corona ended top football in like the space of a week. The yeah. Chinese. <laughs> Tell you what, like, life was going on pretty good till some man in Wuhan decided she would have bats for supper. I don't know what sort of what goes on in their heads, but clearly they put us in, in this in this mess and then we haven't had the game for I don't know three months now. Two months. I, I honestly two, two months. months. I honestly yeah. didn't think it was possible to go a weekend without watching football and then I'm stuck here reviewing teams like Cologne and Paderborn. I like I honestly didn't think my life would spiral this bad. It's it's crazy because I remember the week very well. We were all happy watching Lorente knock Liverpool out of the Champions League. <laughs> then a couple of days later, nothing. We're, we're looking at the Belarusian League. <laughs> well, it like I remember the outrage because uh, the Italian league was the first one to actually close, and then everyone was like, "No, why are they doing this? Uh, the Premier League would never." And then a couple of days later, overseeing that weekend fixtures have been cancelled. Uh, we we can no longer save Liverpool being knocked out of the Champions League. It was, I think, one of the worst weeks but, we've ever experienced. What do you guys think about what Klopp said about that game having like I, having an impact towards the numbers in England? Uh, Klopp is a sole loser. That, that's a, Klopp is the biggest sole loser I've ever seen. That man batters teams left, right, and center in the Premier League, and not one of them have given excuses. But this isn't the first time. Remember when uh, what what they were playing Everton, I think. When he went on and gave an excuse about the wind pressure, what sort of nonsense yeah, is that? The wind. I think Klopp, he might be the biggest loser in the league in world football, I should say. When they lost world football, world football go for Pep, though. Pep. I think I think Klopp is worse than Pep. Like when they lost Atletico, he came out and said, "No, I don't understand why they play football like this." Sound like what? You want them to play football in a way that advantage your team instead of theirs? Like, you know, <laughs> it's quite ridiculous. Anyway, uh, Chief, uh, I, I honestly don't. I honestly, no one expected the whole COVID nineteen thing to shut down not only world football but uh, world economics. Everything, everything just uh, came came crashing down. But thankfully, uh. We've moved on from that, and I, I don't know if we've had any uh, large. I, I, I if we've had any players dying from from the coronavirus. I haven't come across uh, any information. I, I don't I know. know. Guardiola's grandmother. Those are three some some shots that Chikoki would be proud of. Serious <laughs> issue, you know. Old people like Arsene Wenger are still here, but. Yeah, Guardiola's mom couldn't make it. Oh. I, I well, I, I, I did see a video of Arsene Wenger spinning uh Ballon d'Or and World Cup winners Zidane around uh, in in an exhibition match. That, I don't know if how, you can say the same about Ferguson. A, a picture doesn't tell like the whole story, my G. Have you seen the video of what actually happened? I, 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 I do believe I, I saw <laughs> enough to to come to a conclusion. Anyway. But I do feel Ferguson, Ferg- chaps like Ferguson, you know the. You know, 
there are limited bed spaces in the hospitals in the UK because <laughs> and deserving chaps yeah. like Ferguson yeah. keep going there to call nurses who's any our lady go. Something I'm passionate about, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um concerning the COVID nineteen situation, I would like to like, you know, uh I don't know if I can say praise. Please don't throw in your conspiracy theories. No, I'm not going to do that. But like from all the like business businesses out there, FIFA and whatnot, I'd like to give juice to Wimbledon because They've handled this situation really well. Uh, the SARS outbreak in all three actually taught them a lesson because they made a huge loss in all three. But this time around, apparently they made some investments. Uh, they've been putting in money in insurance, pandemic insurance. They've been putting in like 1.5 million euros every year. And after the outbreak this year, they managed to make a profit of about 114 million euros. So, yeah. And from that money, the I don't know how, how how Zozo has taken us from us talking <laughs> about the potential return uh, or the Bundesliga to him looking at Wimbledon. All we care about in Wimbledon in tennis, to be frank, is Rafael Nadal. Nothing more. We do not care about Wimbledon because that's a, a tournament. You don't even win. So I I don't know maybe if you no. want to talk about trade and Natal or it uh, maybe it would be interested because I don't I don't understand why oh, so, down the street. <laughs> Listen, my point is the FIFA body doesn't think, Wimbledon body does think. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are mouth ahead, <laughs> the ahead of the curve, as Kevin would say. So I don't the, know why the FIFA body like... makes 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 more money. It's only a drop in the ocean, uh, so it doesn't really matter to them. Oh, but from the, the look of things, they've been <laughs> sent back to the gulag by COVID nineteen. So I don't have to <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Innocent so, gulag catching smoke. Well, they, they, should, for... they should take notes yeah. from other sports. That's what I'm just saying, man. Well, uh, anyway, I do think uh, they've learned their lesson. Although I don't think they're dumb enough to invest in pandemic insurance, whatever nonsense that is. But I do feel there'll be a better structure when football does return to normalcy. And I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, yeah, we'll just wait and see. And like the problem with COVID is has just been you know the uncertainty from when it happened because no one knows how to handle it no one knew it was coming so focusing on what, the food but at least I've, I've, have dates I've heard some but... some religious people say that one of their pastors did predict the coming of covid so i don't know how i feel about you saying no i knew it was coming Chisanga. please what, what if we take offense <laughs> as religious people uh, please, I know there are no religious people on this podcast at the moment. So, <laughs> anyway, let's lads, um, uh, since says now talking about useless things, so let's <laughs> this is the Bundesliga on the 16th of May. With what's the first game, Dortmund versus Sharp? No, 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 I think that's just I don't know if it's actually the first game, but I do feel that that's the biggest fixture of the day. Uh, okay. the derby between Dortmund and Schalke. Yeah, that'd be the biggest game, but the first one is Leipzig versus Freiburg. Is it? Yeah. So which one's the first game? Um, Dortmund versus Schalke is actually first. It's at the same time as Hoffenheim versus Hertha Berlin, 
Fortuna Dusseldorf versus Paderborn and Leipzig versus Freiburg. What what sort of league doesn't have early kickoff? To you what? <laughs> the Queen's League. We're going to, this is in the Premier League. <laughs> anyway, uh before before we actually get into the fixtures, uh we've got uh Angela Meko, that's like uh the Prime Minister of Germany, I think. Um well, when the when the DFL, that's uh, the the governing body of uh, professional football in Germany, when they did propose uh, uh, about the they did propose to the government uh, concerning they made they, they submitted the proposal to the government uh, pertaining to the return of uh, of football in Germany. Uh, Angela Merkel was um, have been from a scientific background. She was actually against the idea of everything uh, of football retaining. Uh, but then, due to the federal nature of of Germany, she was facing massive pressure uh, from other provinces. Well, to put it into simpler terms, uh, Germany is more is a manufacturing industry, and right, it's a manufacturing industry that's trying to uh, branch out to tertiary services. Uh, but right now, the main focus is uh, on manufacturing, like the manufacture with with the cars and everything. So, um, due to the coronavirus, um, man, the manufacturing industry has been halted to some degree, and then uh, that's one of the major contributors to the eco- to the economy. So, um, the DFO uh, did submit uh, something about uh, fifty six thousand jobs being lost if football doesn't retain. And um, I don't know how I feel about. The German government being bullied by a footballing body. Imagine Chugs getting bullied by Andrew Kamanga here. I don't know how I feel about I, that. I, I would I would live for that. I would live I, for I, that. I, I, first of all, I don't see that happening, but because Andrew Kamanga yeah, is, you know what money can do. Chugs. What? These are just small figures, in it? Uh so I don't know, Chis, maybe you did some reading on the losses and everything uh, they, were, they would have stood to uh, to lose had football been cancelled permanently like can the I, French can I League speak? Uh, or the Dutch League. Can I speak before Chisanga takes the floor? <laughs> yeah, of <laughs> I got you earlier, on, earlier on, I spoke about Wimbledon <laughs> and their plan <laughs> to tackle COVID-19 and Musa called me out. But here he's talking about manufacturing companies. <laughs> At what least it's in Germany. Is Wimbledon in Germany? What's with the double standard? <laughs> okay, how about we talk about Wimbledon when the Premier League returns? Is that fair? It's <laughs> 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 all right, my dear. You can discuss the manufacturing company on a podcast about football. No, I'm not, I'm not going to discuss manufacturing companies, but yeah, we'll talk about money. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, like Musea said, um, the government being bullied by football is not a good look. And it's not very surprising. Like, just if you take a look at Germany from the football itself to the government, the people have a big say and they push a lot. So mm-hmm. even, but yeah, once you do look at numbers, because... Um, the Bundesliga, they paid a billion euros in pounds last, I mean pounds, sorry, a billion euros in taxes last year. So at this time where the manufacturers are sl- manufacturing companies are slowing down, you know, the government want to get money wherever they can. So, because it's, it's wild. 
and I also did come across oh. something about them still making a loss, uh, even if football does retain. How how does that work? Yeah, a loss is still guaranteed because uh, for multiple reasons. First of all, um, tickets because we know fans won't be allowed, and uh-huh. for example. A ticket at a Bayern Munich game, right? Uh, an average ticket is like 30 euros. And that stadium has what, 70, 80,000 seats? So But if you think should, of those numbers every single week, which you're missing out on. Should, uh, should tickets be considered as, as a major source of revenue, considering uh, the German league has. Uh, I, I do think uh, the, the lowest ticket prices in the top five, among the top five leagues. It's got the lowest ticket prices, but it's got like the highest number of attendance. If you It think d- about exactly. it, exactly, yeah. Because oh, okay, yeah, that makes at the end of the day, I know all of us our primary league, or not all of us, but us here, our primary league is the English Premier League. And yeah. when you hear those, I, 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 I you know, compare to Germany for yourself, lad, um, uh, a full blown Lazio fan. Um, I I do not follow the English league. Well, I do follow uh. <laughs> Mewo from don't worry, we understand. Here. You guys are I, I do not want <laughs> yeah. to be a, a, an Arsenal <laughs> fan or anything, I've got nothing to do with the Premier League. I do identify as a Lazio and Mewo diehard. <laughs> All right, we'll say you, you've got nothing to do with the Premier League. Okay, so yeah, the Bundesliga tickets are lower than other leagues, but yeah, because. As Moser, you get into the fan and outer culture in Germany. You know how much they love the football. So stadiums are packed out literally every week. And just aside from tickets, um, TV rights. That's you know, that's football teams' bread and butter. So like in in England, right? They they get two payments for the whole season at the start of the season, and the second payment is in February. In Germany, it's almost on a monthly basis. So for March and April, they didn't get anything at all. So that money is gone. So just like that, even if football does continue, they've already lost that money they already get. Wow, that makes sense. Anyway, um, it, it, it should also be mentioned that um, there was a study that was, um, um, that, that was a survey that was run, that was all the way back in 2014. I know it might seem like six years ago, but... Uh, if you if you look at the comparison, it, uh, six six years ago. Hmm? No, no, it doesn't look much. like it. Yeah, it looks, yeah. ah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, uh, the Bund- in 2014, the Bundesliga contributed uh, 0.3% of uh, Germany's GDP. It 0.3% might not seem like much, but considering uh, Germany has one of the best uh, economies, one of the strongest economies, if not the strongest. I really, it's, it's, it's one of the strongest economies. That's why they've got the, the best borrowing rate in the, in the European Union. So this 0.3% is massive. And then if you take into account that that, that, that was six years ago, um, we, we, we might be looking at potential growth into the region of, Uh, over one percent right now, because I do know in the Spanish league it's at one point eight percent. The Spanish league contributes one point eight percent to the GDP of Spain. So I do firmly believe that the German Bundesliga contributes uh, over a percent, over one uh, percent to the national GDP. And to some degree, you might you might 
it, it might explain why Angela Meko managed uh, eventually tweaked for for the DFL, but uh, I guess we won't talk about that anymore. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it makes sense when you see how much these guys contribute. Um, thing, the Dortmund CEO, sorry, not Donald, Bayern CEO, um, Karl Rummenig, um, when talking about Corona on football, like the first thing he said is, at the end of the day, this is all about money. Exactly. So like, when you start looking at it, you see like, yeah, football, obviously we love it for the game, but the people in charge, they care more about the money. It's the world of life. <laughs> it's the world of life. Oh, living. And this is honest. He's he's saying it as it is. Yeah, as it is. There's really no. See, this is something uh, United, United fans are always uh, attacking. What's this man's name? This guy was always catching smoke. The guy in charge of the transfer. Exactly, <laughs> always attacking Woodward. Woodward. For no reason. It's a business at the end of the day. But you guys want to treat it like it's monopoly or something. I, I, no, I, I listen. Here's the, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Not to waste people's time by discussing the biggest team in England. We're not but, talking about Oh, Listen, for Woodward, the thing is, he wants all the roles to himself, man. How many salaries is he going to be getting from the United board? Like, uh, take care like, of the bag. That's what he's there to do. <laughs> yeah, but like, he, he's killing us, man. He's killing us. We still have players like Martial playing for us. <laughs> Who needs Anthony Martial right now? No one. But yeah, we can we can move on to other things like discussing the games because really I'm, I'm glad those and I agree when it comes to Marcia. <laughs> oh, 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 before before we get into it, um, so there have been like the whole see the Bundesliga retaining is is extremely massive. Not only does it not only is it a chance for for other leagues uh, around Europe. To, to learn on how to ease the restrictions on football, it's also the, the entire, all the eyes of the world are, are on the Bundesliga. The NFL, the NBA, also the sports are looking to see how the Bundesliga will retain. And um, if, the, if they manage to cook this job up, then it will, it will spiral down uh, on the reputation rankings. I personally have it as the worst league in the, in the, in the top five. So I honestly won't even be counting when I'm looking at the top five leagues in Europe. So all eyes are on on uh, Germany right now. Know, so what sort of restrictions do you think should be? Do you know who's there? celebrating right now? Do you know who's opened the bottle of wine in his game? Tell me who's celebrating. Hitler. <laughs> who has the <laughs> I don't even think Hitler has, has bottles of wine where he is. Those are only for Christ. Everyone's going <laughs> to him now. All eyes on Hitler. You, you can't say you don't rate the, the Bundesliga when Ronaldo is playing with 36-year-olds that side in Italy, please. So we know the lowest of the five top leagues and it's not mm-hmm. German. Nope. Nope. Mm. I'm not having it. The Italian league is far much superior. I, I, In fact, if I were to rate my top five leagues without bias, I would start with the English Championship and then the second <laughs> league I would rate is the French league. Only yeah. because the French league has Thank you. has Thank the you. highest form chance of talent. Uh? <laughs> let let me carry on, guys. You're getting an expert Who's opinion. What, what, so I get what, the, the French league what, would, what would was, be second. Listen, uh? What was your best line in Sports Hub last year? You don't show up from where. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I do not know what sports what? are. Easy. I do not know what. I, I do not Why is those derailing so much? It's called unlearning and learning things. You should look it up. What did you say? It's always mentioned in Twitter. Please. So, as I was saying, the championship <clears> face, uh, the French League second, that's mostly due to the talent pool that's in the French League. Uh, they've got the most talented players, most talented young players in the world. And then I would have that side first league as my third league and then um the italian no the italian league is my third league because I, I i i the tactical nonsense in the italian league is, is something uh to salivate over because every team uses a different formation relatively a different formation and then you've got the spanish league as coming in fourth and the bundesliga for me are fifth i beg you shut up <laughs> hello <laughs> there. You can't tell me. Guys, I quit. Ah. Okay, 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 guys. Top five leagues, that's a whole different podcast because yeah. we will talk about that for an hour. So um on the restrictions, on the on the restrictions, um what's funny is that the DFL they've come under massive pressure. I don't know if any of you lads so uh that's uh Solomon Kalu video. He actually went live on Facebook, I think. Um, so in, in his Facebook live, um, he, he it, it was basically them returning to training, and so uh, he, he was like uh, taping his, his teammates, opening their like uh, pay slips, and then some were shocked to find like uh, deductions because obviously because of the COVID. and then he actually went to the COVID testing center, like within the club. Uh, so yeah, the DFL have come under massive pressure because of that, and uh, and Kalu has been suspended. I I should think. So, um, what measures do you think should put in place, not only in the training ground, but once uh, football actually commences? First of all, trust an African to start saying foolish things and get himself suspended like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. The testing thing is interesting because um, they've said to be testing players at least twice a week. But to be fair, I'm not sure if that's enough. Because if you think of these guys, presumably they'll be training every day, right? And they'll be going home every night. So let's say Lewandowski's wife went to buy beer or something during the day. She comes home with corona on a Wednesday night. Thursday, they're not testing. Lewandowski goes and infects the whole thing. So would they have to be testing every day just to be sure? But uh, I think that's where uh, that's the point the German outers were putting when were putting across when they were saying the league shouldn't resume. So basically, their their point of view was that um, resources are being taken uh, away from essential essential workers. Say you've got all these tests testing yeah, kits that exactly. they, they use over 11,000 testing kits and then imagine how many face masks they'll have to use so they're saying uh this is these these are things that uh the more essential workers need and not for players so that's not, why they're lobbying against only essential workers man just everyone else man like exactly just the population at large yeah, yeah. it's like a train and so, uh, I say no we've got a thousand test kits but we're going to use them like let's say to be testing people who are going to be announcing like the COVID-19 updates every every day, then you're leaving out those people who are just like in the combo, man. You get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
things. So, you, so it really uh, does make sense why they don't want to use specific people, which doesn't make sense. Exactly. Yeah. And one thing we shouldn't forget, like, you know, because they're saying they'll be testing players, but at the end of the day, they can't just test players. Because let's say each team has maybe 30 squad members. You test them. You test the coaches. You test the medical staff. You have to test the referees, the, the kitchen staff, yeah. the cleaners, anyone, anyone and everyone will be around the world. Yeah. So, personally, I, I don't think I don't think football should retain, as I said. Like, I think we can go another two months without football. I don't know what Zozo is saying, but uh, clearly, uh, no one on the pod shares the sentiment. No, listen, Muzoya, <laughs> this, this thing is dangerous. People are going to die. But okay, not your solution. But to, to be fair to Germany, though. They, the, the government, they've said that they have the capacity to test 800,000 people per week. So in as much as, you know, these resources, maybe they're not necessary to be used on players, it seems like the country is capable of using them. But the thing yeah, is, well, uh, the German government... Starts, it's, it's going to become like, you know, a competition for other leagues to start. They'll be in a hurry and people are not ready. Like the UK, the UK are not ready, man. But if you look no, at the it, the German, the German government have been like one, like they've been a leading example on how to handle COVID nineteen. So uh, we should we should give them the benefit of the doubt at least when they say they'll be able to to do this. It would have been worrying if maybe uh, the UK or America were the ones to resume sports fest. That 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 would have been worrying. Yeah, I agree. So there, yes, and uh, the lead yes. I'm not saying I think we need this. Eventually, we needed guinea pigs on a large scale. I know uh, the the league in okay. in Bela- so the leagues understand. in Belarus, Taiwan. No, I do understand uh, everyone who's against the league resuming. But look at it from this way: we've got uh, the Belarusian league, we've got the Taiwanese league, and the league uh, from Turkmenistan. These leagues weren't shut down and they carried on throughout the. The, the western part of the no, but none of the players have 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 contracted. Are you sure? Have contracted COVID nineteen? Yes, uh, that's that's the information they are feeding then us, and it doesn't seem like uh, it. it <laughs> those are going on with his conspiracy theories, or maybe they're just uh, taking extra precaution with with football uh, as a whole. I personally am. I, I did watch one game from the Belarusian league uh, in which it, it, it was interesting. So, uh, and the South Korean K-League is resuming, um, that's on Friday night, uh, that's uh, on the 8th of May, it should be the 8th of May. Yeah, they're resuming their league as well. Tonight. So, 9th of Oh, oh yeah. But you think, so, you think so? Wouldn't it be any? Anyway, yeah, so yeah. Unless they're resuming cheese, you mean they're how? What's the time difference between say Zambia and because Korea? they're ahead, of, right? So for them right now, it's already Saturday. Saturday so the Friday yeah. games. Wow, right. Yeah, yeah. So the ninth, the ninth of May, they are resuming their league, and the the the, the chairman of their league did talk about how everyone has been uh, calling to ask for uh, tips on how to resume their league and stuff. So at least we do have people getting information from different places to see how to restart and hopefully 
uh, this won't backfire. I don't know about you, lads, but my biggest fear is not being able to see teammates switch jerseys at full time. Uh, that's that's a big part of the game, and I think it should be treasured. So this would be really disappointing. Yeah. Uh, can I just point out something weird about the same Korean league, right? Um, so players were not allowed to shake hands, which is ridiculous because obviously be tackling, tackling each other and whatever but during the, the game. Has been thrown and, out of the window. Yeah, <laughs> and they weren't allowed to spit excessively on the ground. So if you spit too much, you get a yellow card, which makes no imagine, sense. Imagine getting a red card for spitting. That would be hilarious. I don't think you see such things. You, they're just going to ruin the game. Because imagine Messi playing a game without spitting. That guy spits every time he's on the camera. <laughs> Messi vomits. He goes the extra mile. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, for me, the biggest issue I have with the German league returning is it's going to push other leagues to, like you know, return. And at the end of the day, Liverpool end up winning the league, which is something I'm, I'm not comfortable with at all. Well, if, if all leagues are cancelled, Leeds don't get promoted to the Premier League. So they can wait another half, year. I uh, think. Half, I think Leeds. I think they've waited long enough. How many we chances? Need, we need our man. In, we need him in the Premier League. How Chis many, has, how has, many uh, has some experience. Just in knowing his uh, greatest mm. manager right now. I'll, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Going to the uh to to London Coney and going to spy on Arsenal as they train to see how Obama Young takes his penalties, <laughs> guys. That's what the game is about. He sees nitty gritty details. Anyway, if, 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 if Leeds does return to the Premier League, one thing I'm happy about is the fact that Arsenal will no longer be like a top six team. Oh, you're only saying that because <laughs> they're not a top six team I respect Leeds more than I respect Arsenal because I'm a United fan. And <laughs> I don't what? think you guys are arrivals. <laughs> yeah, because we're more. always too good. Why are you saying you guys, bro? Unless oh, you yeah, said we. Newo is the only mind. team I back from London, lads. That's why it's at where we're known for our violence. We're ultras. That. <laughs> Anyway, uh, moving on, uh, the chairman of, of the PFA, uh, that's Gordon Taylor, he did suggest something about uh, the time the time for each half being reduced to, say, 30 minutes per half or 35 minutes per half. I don't know what you lads have to say about uh, that. May I refuse? You know, at first I thought that was ridiculous, but think about it because football has been going for two months, right? And yeah. that's the longest time this player has gone without football because so they're not fully fit. Because uh-huh. if you think like the league usually ends like mid May and then preseason starts in like July, so they only have like June in between with no football and then they start friendlies and what. Now, here they're going back straight into intense league football after two months of no yeah, football yeah. and very it's light like training. players so, coming, coming off like a two month injury layoff and being thrown straight into a Champions League final for 90 minutes. Of course, there will be those lazy and late challenges. You, so you, you, you do understand where it's coming from, but oh, I, I, I will not comment on Hurricane because I do not like him in any way. So 
my comments my my be a little bit biased but i will tell you what lad if if the if the duration of of, of halves is reduced we might as well throw the game out the window because exactly. what football is about is watching Burnley versus crystal palace exactly ball at 90 watch them boot long balls <laughs> for 90 minutes i'm hoping to be the same when i watch the bundesliga uh avidly this this coming weekend but that's what we're hoping for i do hope um they do deny they, they do deny these uh, uh proposed plans and then there's also something about neutral venues that was rubbished by the uh the german the german clubs uh, do you think it would be right to have clubs play from their home grounds yes yeah, I don't. To be honest, I don't think it makes a big difference whether they play from exactly. the home grounds or neutral ground point, because there are no fans either way. No, the but only thing that would be different is it's a better local room. To be honest, look look at it from this way, lads. Uh, in the Champions in the Champions League, uh, France did um, w- when Dortmund traveled uh, to the, to the Parc de France to play PSG in the retail leg of their Champions League fixture. It was a fixture played behind closed doors. But there were still thousands of fans gathered outside, waiting for, waiting for the players. And if there are these really good photos, I must say, of the players actually going out to celebrate with players and everything. Di Maria leading the charge as well. Uh, but yeah, so what dif- the the main fear among like the po- the main fear in the police in Germany is that fans will gather outside. Uh, stadiums, which will still, which will increase the risk of uh, spreading coronavirus. We all know but, how these guys try to. They are they are wanna be techish fans and always pushing for this fake fashion. So yeah, but Musa, like you can understand. Yes, do you understand that even a neutral stadium will still have fans outside either way? Because they can't keep it a secret. Yeah, you, you can't tell but me they want the thing is, this game will be played here and there. Fans will still find their way. But because I'm it, sure that still don't want less, fans. It's less than it's, it's less than it's less than the risk is less. Uh, if if you're going to if you're going to have uh say if you're going to use Cologne's home ground as a fixture uh between Schalke and Dortmund, the but the, the know, chances right, of fans in that distance. for the game, man. Like the way we are watching the German league. Trust me, someone who supports Cologne is going to buy a ticket to watch. Like, I mean, he's going to queue up outside a game being played by Dortmund and, like, you know, Schalke. Just because it's football. Well, I personally, mm-hmm. I personally feel uh, neutral ground okay. should be used. So, unfortunately, you guys don't man. seem to share my sentiment. Because there's no difference. Okay, no, but I understand Musea's point. Like, I, I see where you're coming from. Thank you, Kisanga. But anyway, I understand where you're coming from. <laughs> no, get out. Stop, stop using Kisanga's no, words. I, listen, listen. Listen, <laughs> I, I honestly understand where you're coming from. As a man of color, as a fellow man of color, uh... <laughs> okay, I'll stop. I'll stop. <laughs> but yeah, you it's, you have to go into your season. Anyway, uh, any, any, I don't know if you guys have come across any other any other restrictions that uh, they're proposing to put in, in place. I, I, I think um, well, not not necessarily but one thing that I think it was the chairman of the DSO. I'm not sure, so I won't say for sure, but. Yeah, they said um, 
basically because people are worried like you know what happens when a, te- a player tests positive like where we yeah. can just shut down i said no basically as soon as a player tests positive they'll test every single other player from that team and if they're all negative then that player they'll just treat it like it's an injury and they'll keep going and then he'll be isolated and whatnot yeah so what, they're determined to keep this move what if what if uh the entire team just three quarters of the team just positive Will that mean them bringing in youth players from the academy, or they will no? Matches? They will have to postpone their game, and then they say they'll review the players after a week or so, and then yeah, after that we're still not sure. Oh, but uh, yeah. that makes sense. It, see, it seems like they they really do have a plan. Yeah, yeah, they do. Uh, well, um, the the uh. There's this uh, player, uh, this tra- I, I, like I, I'm, I'm honestly no good with pronunciation, of, like foreign tongue. We understand. Uh, we understand. My dad <laughs> My command of the English language is, is running away from me, and then now I'm supposed to pronounce English, English Polish and Dutch names. So yeah, this <laughs> uh, bird is uh, like one of. <laughs> One of uh, the defensive midfielders for uh, FC Cologne, he did come out in public uh, and say he's not comfortable with returning to playing football. And he he threw in his girlfriend for whatever reason. His girlfriend being scared. It honestly sounds like a man being held by the boss by his girlfriend. But uh, Cologne immediately uh, <laughs> Cologne immediately rubbished his statement uh, and saying he was uh, and said he was uh, misquoted. Which is ridiculous because the person interviewing him is actually uh, a person who speaks the same language as him. So how was he misquoted? So uh, you you can tell that there's a little unrest uh, among the players. The players are and scared. Hopefully, man. These guys have been sent into a war zone. Guys, let's just say he's watching dishes at home, so he's scared. <laughs> he's, he's scared. Yes, they, I I I honestly don't see it like that. But you guys, being uh, the extremists that you are. I'm not being surprised those are your sentiments. No, but listen, Muzaya, right now footballers are being put in, in the front line of the, you know, what do they call it? Yeah, <laughs> that thing. <laughs> These guys are the pawn. Us, the fans, and everyone else were like, the, were the bigger pieces. The castle, the. Well, how, how are you making this about you? No, I'm just saying, like, these guys are. Look at someone like Aguero. <laughs> you guys are. He's being forced to play. Like, he's going to be forced to play football. He doesn't want because he's scared, but he'll be forced to play. And if he gets sick, what are we going to do about it? Oh, we'll post on Twitter. Like, all we're going to do is be like, you know, like, like Muzeo, we're going to post in the hub saying, no, Aguero has picked. Then he gets a platinum of sad reactions and he rejoices, which is not fair. Unfortunately, that, that sounds like something Kevin would do. I'm not, I'm not into okay. uh, the Those platinum. Those are your words. Right? mention his name. So like when he listens to the podcast, <laughs> it's you who said it, not me. <laughs> uh, like uh, what you guys are suggesting is that players should be used as guinea pigs. This is like us rewatching 1917 again, and instead of um, I can't seem to recall his name. I can't seem to recall their names, but those two soldiers who had to risk it all, those are the players. I don't think it's fair for us to put them yeah. in such. Those for the great are good. It's not for the greater good. We can, as also said, we can wait two months. But anyway, uh, if we want a game, I guess we have to make some sacrifices. Yeah. So <laughs> this counts as one of the sacrifices. 
there will be more content for us uh, aspiring content creators as we can you know write, write <laughs> stories about the death of Manuel <laughs> we we living these days i don't know yeah. those were you mispronounced cloud chasers <laughs> Well, this actually takes me back to uh, 9-11, the night of 9-11. Uh, the, the funny part, the day of night, like 9-11, like the Champions League did not, can, like, did not cancel their games. So like it pretty much carried on. Uh, and then there was, there was a weird feeling in the stadium where everyone, like everyone like from home, the stadium, everyone was like, we really shouldn't be here watching, watching the game. Nobody. But then it felt good be distracted from the happenings in new york so do you think uh the germans are hoping for the same effect like the whole world should be distracted from um from covid19 for it doesn't matter how long at least we should have something else to focus on do you think that's the case i think so actually i think it's just a way of trying to get people Thank back you. to the normal way of living like you know because every day, like you check the news, it's Corona. You talk to your friend, it's it's the Corona. New, COVID, the new normal, COVID. as Edgar Lungo put it. It's become, <laughs> you just have to take it as normal. <laughs> okay, to put it, I, I, I personally see it. I don't know if this is an official team, but I'm going to coin it either way. Uh, I would say it's the Winston Churchill effect, you know, uh, where Winston goes and tells the soldiers we shall fight them on their own beaches. This is like maybe... Uh, a, a cry to to motivate the citizens and stuff i i honestly do hope it doesn't uh pan out badly though it, it that that would be really sad because that would set us back at least another five months minimum uh then again as you've said it, it might be a way of like distracting the people like you know finding someone else something else to focus on uh i think that's not really their vision because you already said that the uh, is it the president already stated that he's doing it for the money and all that yeah. stuff? So I don't think it's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're doing it for the money. It's, it's, it's really all about it. It's all about the e-wallet. Yeah, we can look at it from that perspective just to comport ourselves. But deep down, we know they're just doing it for the money. Mm. Yeah. Okay, uh, I, I think we've touched on possibly all restrictions. So how about you, lad, give us uh, a preview of, uh, say, the top five, how about the top five uh, teams in Germany so that uh, the new fans who just, the new uh, the newcomers to the Bundesliga who are only familiar with Lewandowski and Erling Haaland, as Wanzia casually put it, uh, are, put up, are brought up to speed on how things currently stand uh, the race for not only the Champions League places but uh, the the title as well. So I, yeah, I like so. top five. We've got, but I think uh, Chis can can lead on with Bayern. You, like I don't know what you've got in, in still for us. <laughs> yeah. So um, before I get in, let me just say like just a little glimpse of the table. So in first we've got Bayern Munich, uh, fifty five points. Obviously. Second. Dortmund, 51 points. My people. Third, Leipzig, <laughs> 50. Fourth, Borussia Mönchengladbach, 49. Mm, fifth, So, eight-point difference between first and fifth. So, yeah. Any casual fan looking at the table will say, oh, Bayern first, 
it's just business as usual. Um, to some degree, yeah, uh-huh. it is because we know Bayern always win. They won the last is it seven or eight league titles in a row, but it has not been plain sailing for them. Um, we all know the first half of the season was a little rough. Yeah. Dortmund and Leipzig were leading. 